Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. Proverbs 28, 9. He who turns away his ear from hearing the Torah, even his prayer is an abomination. Even your prayer. He doesn't hear you. Isaiah 59, 2. But your crookednesses have separated you from your Elohim. And your sins from not keeping the Torah have hidden his face from you from hearing. Get mad at me if you want. It doesn't matter. It's not me. It's him saying this. It's him. You need to keep the commandments. And it's the fourth commandment. Keeping holy the Sabbath, including the holy days of Leviticus 23, and the sabbatical year that you need to keep. Proverbs 15, 29. Jehovah is far from the wrong ones. He doesn't hear you if you're not going to repent. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. Uh-oh, we're giving a clue here. The righteous. He's going to hear their prayers. Now i got to figure out what that is. What's that mean? John 9, 31. And we know that Elam does hear, does not hear sinners. Those who won't keep the commandments. But if anyone fears Elohim and does his desire, which is to keep the commandments, he hears them. You should be scratching your head. I was when I read this. He didn't know who I was. Well, he knew who I was. He didn't know that I wanted to be obedient because I wasn't. 1 John 3, 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we guard, we guard his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. In order to be pleasing in his sight, we must be keeping the commandments. And this includes keeping the sabbatical years, the holy days of Leviticus 23, and the weekly seventh-day Sabbath. This is how you put on righteousness. That is your righteousness. Isaiah 61.10, I will greatly rejoice in Jehovah. My soul will be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the robes of salvation. He covered me with the robe of righteousness. Like a bridegroom adorns himself with ornaments and like a bride adorns herself with jewels. What are these robes of righteousness? That's what you want to put on. Job 29.14, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was like a robe and a diamond. What are these robes? How do I get one? Where do I get one? Deuteronomy 6.25. And if we are careful, if, if, that's the biggest word in the world, if we are careful to do all his commandments before Jehovah, our God, as he has commanded us, it shall be our righteousness. Whoa. Let's read it again. And if we are careful to do all his commandment before all this commandment before Jehovah our God as he commanded us it shall be our righteousness. That's how we put it on. Psalm 119:172. My tongue sings of your word for all your commands are righteousness. Wow. 
Okay, Revelation 6, 9. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Until when, Master, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? See, they don't forgive and forget. They want vengeance. They want Jehovah to avenge them. Verse 11. And white robes were given to each one of them, and it was said to them that they should rest yet a little time, until both their fellow servants and their brothers, those about to be killed as they were, should have their number made complete. Again, what's these white robes? What's this righteousness word? What? 19, Revelation 19, 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him praise for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife prepared herself. And to her was given to be dressed in the fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the set-apart ones. Those are the ones who are keeping the commandments. And he said to me, Right blessed are those who have been called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Matthew 22, You must be dressed in the proper clothes to stay at the supper, or you're going to be kicked out. And he said to me, These are the true words of Elohim. If you want to be at that wedding feast, you need to be wearing the right clothes. Here it is, Matthew 22, And the king coming in looked over the guests and saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. He did not have on the robe of righteousness. And he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without having a wedding garment? And the guy was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him in hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You need to keep the Sabbath. It's a test. You need to keep the holy days. It's a test. You need to keep the sabbatical years. It's a test. And Jehovah said to Moshe, See, I am raining bread from heavens, from the heavens for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day in order to try them, in order to test them, whether they will walk in my Torah or not. Will they obey me or will they not? And it shall be as, you, as a sign on your hand and as a reminder between your eyes that the Torah of Jehovah is to be in your mouth for with a strong hand, Jehovah has brought you out of Mitzrayim. Verse 12, Exodus 31, verse 12. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, You speak to the children of Israel, saying, My Sabbaths you are to guard by all means, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations to know that I, Jehovah, am setting you apart. When you keep the Sabbath... When you keep the seventh-day Sabbath from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday, when you keep the, seven, uh, the holy days, the seven holy days of Leviticus 23, and don't add to them, and don't take away, and when you keep the sabbatical year, you are being set apart. It is the only sign. It is the only sign that you are His. And it is forever. And it is the everlasting covenant. It is his Sabbath. Exodus 31, 14. And you shall guard the Sabbath, for it is, a set, up, it is set apart to you. Everyone who profanes it shall certainly be put to death. For anyone who does work on it, that being shall be cut off from among his people. Six days his work is done. And on the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, setting apart to Jehovah. 
Everyone doing work on the Sabbath day shall certainly be put to death. So Jehovah takes us here. But then you know what? New Testament, we changed our minds. We're different now. That was Old Testament. That was the mean God. We got the new God. He's a friendly God. We don't have to keep the Sabbath. Good luck to you. Because you're going to be worshiping Lady Luck in order to survive. And Lady Luck is a false god. Exodus 31, 16. And the children of Israel shall guard the Sabbath. Here it is over and over and over again. If we were to guard Sunday in the New Testament, it would say guard Sunday over and over and over again. But it doesn't. If we were to guard Christmas, it would say guard Christmas (laughs) over and over and over again. But it don't. To observe the Sabbath throughout their generations, throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant is part of the covenant. It's our marriage contract. It's our ketubah that we made with Jehovah at Mount Sinai. Exodus 31, 17. This everlasting covenant between me, Jehovah, and the children of Israel. It is a sign, a sign forever. For in six days, Jehovah made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. If you keep them, it's the way you think, the way you work, or the way you don't work on the Sabbath. The Vigus 25, the Vigus 23, and the weekly Sabbath. This is the mark of Jehovah on your hand and on your forehead. This is his mark on you. This is how he seals you. The mark of Satan, get ready. Fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get rough bumpy here. The mark of Satan is also on your hand and on your forehead. This is the mark of the beast. His mark is any other holy day not found in Leviticus 23. Any other holy day not found in Leviticus 23. That's Sunday. That's Easter. That's Christmas. Diwali. Halloween. Hanukkah. Purim. Earth Day. Lent. Ramadan. Any holy day not found in Leviticus 23. I could have let you figure it out, but I know some of you have a hard time figuring things out, so I just thought I'd make it easy and spell it out for you, put it right there. So now you know. You're wondering about the mark of Satan, and you think it's a chip in your hand or a chip in your head. You think it's a dot. You think it's your credit card, your social security number. No, it's this. And many of you already keep these and think you're doing it to God. He says, do not worship me the way the pagans worship their gods. He's given you his holy days, Leviticus 23. He's given you his holy days and told you which ones he wants you to keep. But you're smarter than God, so you've dumped those and you keep these instead because you're better than what God said. Like I said, good luck. Because I'm about to show you the stuff that's coming. You're already in it and you don't know it. What if we do not keep the sabbatical years? What if we don't keep the holy days? What if we don't keep the Sabbath? good. Most people believe they are good people. And there are good people everywhere by their own measurement. When they stand up and compare themselves one to another, we are not as bad as the Methodists because we're Protestant. And we're not as bad as the Protestants because we're Baptists. And we're not as bad as the Baptists because we're Catholics. And we're not as bad as the Catholics because we're whatever you are. And that's told you in Leviticus 29, 49. Oops, no, it's not. Jehovah just told you what is righteousness. It's not comparing yourself to someone else. So most people, all these good people, come, go to Leviticus 26 and they read 1 to 13. And they tell us all the blessings Jehovah will give us 
if you walk in my laws and guard my commands and shall do them. So that big word if is right there. If you will obey. But most people don't read that if part. They just says, well, we deserve it because we're good. We're good by our own standards. But then they stop reading here and they don't go to Leviticus 14, 26, 14. And it begins to tell you the curses you will obey and the ones we're already receiving for not keeping the sabbatical years. The first curse. You ready? Seatbelts fastened? You'll recognize this stuff because it's on your nightly news. But if you will not listen to me, Leviticus 26, verse 14, but if you will not listen to me and will not do all these commandments, Jehovah's commandments, and if you shall despise my statutes or if your soul hates my judgments so that you will not do all my commandments so that you break my covenant, my covenant, the covenant of Mount Sinai, I will also do this to you. I will even appoint terror over you. And we showed you this week what that word terror actually means. And I showed you and I broke it down and I showed you that hammer that's coming, the hammer that's going to break apart this great nation here. And you all were bawling. Because you've seen it. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going through the first introductory teaching. There are more teachings on my website that you can see that explain this in detail. Go and see them. This terror, this hammer that's coming is going to destroy this great nation. And you too, if you don't change and repent. Terror over you. Consumption and burning fever. Consuming the eyes and causing sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. Verse 17. And I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. We explained to you in the prophecy of Nida, show you what Nida means and how your soldiers, your beautiful, great, strong American soldiers in the army, military, and navy, they're going to be slain. And their blood's going to bleed out like a filthy rag on this nation. They that hate you shall reign over you. And you are the one of the most hated nations in the world. And it's funny that you are hated along with the Israelites, the Jews. You're the great Satan, and they're the little Satan. How'd that happen? Because you're brothers. And you shall flee when no one pursues you, when none pursues you. So I just listed that as the first curse, and I said that the first curse matched the first seven years of a sabbatical cycle. And I just put it down here, and I marked it in red. The colors don't mean anything. There's just something I use to distinguish the seven year to block it out and make it a block of time. So this first sabbatical cycle, the jubilee year is year one. The first seven years is this first curse. I just said that hypothetically. Let's see what happens. I didn't know. I was doing an experiment when I did this. In August, oops, August 1996. August 1996, the very first year. How did this happen? Coincidence? Maybe. In August 1996, Osama bin Laden declared war on the United States. Nothing happened. Just another Arab that's mad at the USA. Then on August 7th, 1998, the USS Embassy, the U.S. Embassy in, in uh, Dar el Salaam, Tanzania, and the U.S. Embassy in Nairobi, Kenya, were blown up. 224 dead, over 4,000 wounded. And this week, while we're here keeping Sukkot, 
bunch of Muslim terrorists invaded the mall in Kenya again. I don't know, should I tell you the atrocities they did? They went in there shooting people left, right, and center and chasing people out. And then they took people and hung them up on hooks alive. And then they tortured them. Anyway, I'll stop there because that's going to get me upset, get me fired up, and you don't want to get me fired up yet. So now, in 1998, we got something going on. This guy that was nobody a couple years ago has now become a somebody. He moved up to the most wanted list in the United States. October 2000, U.S. coal was taxed. 17 sailors died and 39 wounded. Something's going on, folks. Yeah, but this has been going on for a long time like this. I know, I know. Then we got September 11, 2001. That day needs no explanation. We all remember that day, and that was the, what? 12 years ago, 13 years ago. We remember that like nothing else in our history. We remember everything. I remember the conversation I had with the guy that was working with me that day. I haven't forgotten that day. And I'm from Canada. It had a huge effect on me. It had a huge effect on you. It had a huge effect on everybody in the world that day. This guy never got to see this picture. You all know this stuff. You all have memories there. Some of you may even have family there. 9-11. 9-11. The first curse of terror. It's taken place. And nobody, like this lady, nobody wants to look at it. Nobody wants to see it. They don't want to admit that it happened. It happened. This great country, the land of freedom, to which every other nation in the world comes to to get away from the... The oppression that they're under is under attack. And yet, because of political correctness, we can't say who the aggressors are. Because you don't even know you're at war yet. What's the first curse? The first curse is the curse of terror. You will run when nobody pursues you. How did he know that? There's nobody chasing them. This could be you and your wife. You just went shopping that morning. You just went shopping. What happened? I'm a good person. Why do people hate us so much? This led into you going into that war in Iraq. This led you into that war in Afghanistan. And you're just coming out of it now. 12 years later, you've heard of the war on terror? What's the first curse? Terror. And it's come to the United States. It's here. It's here. The oceans have kept you safe all this time. But you're no longer safe because Jehovah's taken away his hedge of protection from you because you will not keep his Torah. You will not guard his commandments. You will not keep his Sabbath, his holy days, or sabbatical years holy. You have forgotten your God. And because of that, he's going to forget you. What is going on? Why did this happen to us? We are good people. I go to church every Sunday. 
I'm a Sunday school teacher. We go to Bible studies Wednesday nights. I'm a good person. By whose measuring stick are you using? Your own. But it's not just you. It's not just you, McCurr. It's not just you, America. Because it's also England. Your brother. They too were hit with a bombing rage. Again, what is the curse? On July 2000, it's not just you, Britain. It's not just the United States. Hezbollah began to fire rockets into Israel. By August 13th, they had fired over 3,900 rockets, killing 44 civilians and only wounding 1,400. So right now, we're thankful they are such terrible shots. But they're getting better. They are getting better. They are being trained because they got practice fighting you in Iraq. They're being trained because they got practice blowing up bombs and Hummers, Humvees in Afghanistan. They got trained because they got practice killing your sons and daughters. July 2006, I flew to Israel that year. Hezbollah head Hazran, Hassan Nasrallah asked, remember the curse, remember that curse, when in any Israel, Arab-Israeli conflict where two million Israelis forced to flee or enter bomb shelters. We have people here that just come back from Siderot. They spent a, few, a little while in Siderot. In Siderot, they fire a rocket, and you have 10 seconds to find a bomb shelter. Start counting the 10 now. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if you aren't safe, you're dead or could be. That's how long you have. And they do that every day in Siderot. Men, women, children. It's indiscriminate. It's anybody who's out in the open. Leviticus 26, 17. Read it again. And I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies, and they that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when none pursues you. It's all just a coincidence. I know it could be. Yep, maybe. Okay. I'll give it to you. It's just, it's just life. It is because of listeners like you who have had the foresight to both pray for us and financially support this program that have allowed us to continue to teach others who are still looking for these truths. Because you have paid it forward, many are now able to hear this message and to learn these truths about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles along with the magnificent prophecies which could only be revealed in these very last days. When you support our efforts financially today, we are able to produce more radio and video teachings that help others who are waking up and beginning to look for the God that warned us of these curses that are already happening on the nightly news and of even worse, what is yet to come. You can send your support by going to our support page at www.sidedmoon.com or by mailing checks, bank drafts, or money orders made out to Joseph F. Dumond, P.O. Box 21007 RPO, 151st Street, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, L9WS3O. On behalf of those yet to be called, we thank you for helping us get this end time warning out. <laughs>